Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Anything that's troubling you or has your attention in your emotions or your mind or anything you're working on, just relax and let it fall away. You can always come back to it if nothing's going anywhere. Let's just acknowledge the presence of the Lord, the power of the Lord, the love of the Lord, the unconditional love that he has for us. and an unconditional presence. He is with you and in you. He can't not be with you. He is, by his very nature, with you and in you and part of you. You are part of him. There's no part of this existence that he can remove himself from. It's all in him. This is what we were talking about last week, that our beliefs about good and evil and what happens after we die affect what we believe about God and ourselves and our day-to-day lives now. If we feel that, if we believe that God has an opposite, that God is good and the devil is evil and therefore they're equivalent, they have equal power, they have equal influence, then we have a, a... view of God as limited and we try to come up with a theology a belief system to accommodate that view we have this idea that God can't have evil can't be evil he could not have created evil it's somehow formed on itself And yet it's the right hand and the left hand of God. It's the bitter and the sweet. That he created evil for the day of evil. And the knowledge of the good and evil. Our perception about what is evil is also tied into our history, our family, or our, what our family believes, what our church believes, what, our temp, what accommodates our temperament. And that can even vary greatly from culture to culture. And so we, instead of focusing on 
what we need to do to correct our belief system, we focus on God and let him correct our belief system. What's really important is that we hold our beliefs gently. You don't need to be going through and correcting anything you believe. Let God do that. If it's important to him, which means then it's important to you, he will put his finger on it. He will put you in a situation where you can learn what he wants you to learn. So always comes back to being on the same page with him rather than trying to fix ourselves so we can please him or catch up with him or be fulfilling his purpose. He is already doing his work in you. Sort of like one of those Jenga puzzles where you take out the block and you hope you don't knock it down and and you look for one that's loose that other things aren't dependent on. Well, God knows exactly which block to move, which which strength we need to be that we've been relying on needs to be dealt with and what weakness we've been trying to hide needs to be exposed. He knows exactly what piece to remove and what to leave. He has his timing down for us. And this is part of our challenge is to accept that what he's doing is for us. He doesn't need us to be good, to share good testimony about who he is. He can speak for himself, and he does. He can show his power and authority and his goodness and his strength. He And he does. And the more we can just accept him unconditionally the way he is, and we even talk about the goodness of God draws us, but there's the contrast of the evil of God drives us. And we're either being drawn or driven to God. And however he wants to get us someplace, that's fine. And we can talk about injustice. And we can talk about unlawfulness and chaos and all the everything that's wrong in the world, is he okay with that? Is he the origin of that? And these are the things that it will help you, if this is something that he's speaking to you about, it will help you to settle with him. And one of my favorite books of the Bible is Habakkuk where he struggles with this exact topic is, you know, how come evil men live long, happy lives and the righteous die in pain and fear? How come evil men 
prosper. And God's answer is, it's basically none of your business. And that's where we want to end up. We, it may take a while to get there. But why it's important is not that we get there, that it's none of our business. We, we are not yet able to use our spirit mind. We're still stuck using our soulical mind and even our physical responses, our natural senses, to try to discern spirit, the eternal life, the omniscience of God, the all-powerfulness of God trying to use our own limited understanding to explain something that is unlimited. That's part of our real challenge is we are limited, and yet we think we we should be able to understand God. And what happens then is we focus on our belief system. We focus on our doctrine. We, we focus on what we think. And so we pretzel our beliefs and we pretzel how we spend our time with him to try to conform what we think we know about God rather than letting God just be God. Now, there's going to be times when he reveals truth and he reveals and even corrects injustice in this world. And we're there with him whenever he does either one. But we, we are not in a position to judge him, to evaluate whether this is something, okay, God, you're not dealing with this. So we need to come up with an explanation as to why you're not. Or why he seems to be care more about this situation versus that situation. And what do we do? We always come back to, Lord, what's going on with me? What are you saying to me? What is my, how am I doing? How are we doing? Is there anything I'm missing? And just trusting that if he does want you or me to be involved in something, we will be. He will give us the opportunity, the desire. Again, he gives us the desires of our heart. (coughs) It's not that what we desire he gives us, it's he puts his desires in our hearts. Now, a lot of times we don't recognize them. And again, it goes back to what we've been taught about, okay, this is what a good Christian is. You know, evangel- evangelical. You know, we, you should desire to bring the whole world into, into the faith. You should desire to feed the hungry and take care of the poor and just fill in the blank. Teach everybody the scriptures and bring everybody into church. And so everybody is, you know, all 
they don't swear, they don't they behave in a certain way. And really it comes down to what is God saying to you? And one of my favorite illustrations is just you're sitting at dinner with God and he says, Pass the salt. You don't think, okay, now, um, is this going to get me glory? What, you know, while I'm passing it, am I supposed to be doing something with it? You know, why does he want the salt? Did somebody not cook the food right? It's like, no, he says, pass the salt. We pass the salt. And then when he says, go heal the sick, we, heal, we go and heal the sick. Raise the dead. We go and raise the dead. We don't think, well, you know, am I okay to do this? Am I worthy to do this? Am I ready to do this? Why does he want this person raised and not that person raised? No. Just as he says, pass the salt, we pass the salt. When he says, go take care of this other task, that's all it is. Now, just as the as we go through the exercise of passing the salt, there are things that that happen in us. We gain confidence. We've learned to hear his voice. We find out, oh, he didn't say pass the salt. He said pass the pepper. And we, we misunderstood. So we hear better. But it's through the process. We don't need to evaluate the process because he is the God. And again, it comes back to can we have confidence in his love for us? That he knows what's best for us, that he knows what we need to be prepared for what he has for us tomorrow. Again, we come back around to the whole idea of being in the center of his will. And that whole idea of if we're in the center of his will, nothing bad will happen. We'll be able to avoid the evil, and it will all be good. That's not from him. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. And the whole idea of being in the center of his will. His will is everything. So you are right now in the center of his will. Wherever you are, you're right where he wants you. But we focus on being where we're supposed to be, working on the right thing, whatever being in the center of his will means to you, knowing your purpose and being working on it. We figure if we do that, we'll be ready for whatever comes tomorrow, whether it's an opportunity or to avoid disaster. We will be ready if we know what we're supposed to be doing, if we're working on the right thing, if we're in his will. But is that God's idea? Or is that Again, something, a concept, a doctrine that we have created in order to 
pretzel ourselves into the notion that God is good and the devil is evil and they're at war with one another. And we have to stay on the good side rather than God is in control of everything and God controls everything. And so we can just be available to him and learn from him both the good and the bad. So what he has for us tomorrow, what he wants us to be ready for, we will be ready for. If if something happens and you're not ready for it, that's fine. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to not be ready, whatever that means. It's okay to fall short, to to make mistakes, to have regret, to to feel guilty about things, look back at things and go, oh, man, I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I hadn't have said that. That's part of the learning process that God has set out for you. God doesn't need perfectionists. If he did, he'd just save us and kill us, take us to whatever's next. But we wouldn't learn anything. We wouldn't be changed. We would not be conformed to his likeness and image here on this earth. We would not be learning to live and move and have our being in him. So instead of focusing on being ready for whatever's coming, in our lives personally and sometimes on a larger scale is happening in our communities and countries and in the world, we can just rest in and with God and trust that whatever is necessary for tomorrow, he's taking care of. Now, we also recognize that some of the things that are going on in our lives are because we are resisting him. That he's trying to point out areas where we are relying on our strengths, the good part of us, and hiding the bad part of us, our weaknesses. When he says, no, I want to deal with both of those. Both of those need to be conformed to your spirit, to the spirit of God. And again, he touches those three areas of our lives to get our attention, our finances, our relationships, and our health, to show us areas where we are resisting him. So if there's areas where you keep going around and around the mountain on something, you know, he's trying to get your attention. Now spiritually, in your spirit, He is not trying to get your attention. He has your attention. But he's a good and loving God. And even there we go. Okay, he's good and loving. And it's the goodness of God that that draws us. But he uses the evil for the day of evil. He uses, he drives us as well as draws us. He uses whatever tool is necessary to accomplish what he wants in us and for us. So as we, again, 
delve into what's going on in the supernatural realm, we are going to encounter face-to-face both the good and the evil. They don't see themselves that way. The, the demons and the bad critters do not see themselves as bad critters. And just as angels and messengers and the good critters, what we call you know, the, the, the good beings, they don't see themselves as, okay, we're the good beings. They are all servants of God. And because they are all servants of God, they are all your servants. They are ministers to you. They are ministering to you. We, though, we just want ministry of life. We only want the ministry that builds us up. But sometimes we need to be torn down. And we we want to accept both the building up and the tearing down. And whichever minister he sends to our life, we need to understand how we are to react. Now, sometimes he sends either the, the positive ministry or the negative ministry, and we are to learn to accept or reject either or both. We don't automatically accept assistance and we don't automatically reject the tearing down. There's a time for everything and a purpose for what God is doing in your life. Now, he knows it. You may know it. You may not. doesn't matter. He's doing it. Most of what he's doing, you will not know in this lifetime. But we want to address the positive and the negative, the evil and the good, because those hinder and and interfere with our beliefs. And our beliefs interfere with our being available to let God do what he wants, have his way in our lives. If you think that God never wants you to be hurt or never wants you to make a mistake or never wants you to be afraid, you're going to reject aspects of his training for you. Now, again, it's it's his his goodness that draws us. And so we want to respond to that. But there's going to be times when it's going to be the, the, a fear or a, a pain that drives us to him. And we want to recognize that that is him too. All the critters, just like, you know, we look at the natural beings a snake a snake is just a snake whether it's poisonous or non-poisonous it's what god created it to be god created a poisonous snake that's that it's nothing personal don't take any of this personal 
Now, we're, we're wise around snakes, whether they're poisonous or not. We make smart decisions, but we don't take it personal that, oh, there's a poisonous snake in my yard. That must mean I've done something bad or I'm vulnerable or I'm being attacked. It's like, no, you have a poisonous snake in your yard. So we don't want to pay too much attention to the negative and the positive, the good and the bad, the angelic and the demonic, and separate them all out. We want to instead, Lord, what am I learning here? How do you want me to approach this? And I will give you a little heads up, is most of the time you will not know that you are learning something. You will just be having an experience or an insight or a revelation. It will be after the fact that you will get that understanding. You will get have an aha moment. You will feel something changed, a fear lifted, a wound healed. Um, Your mind changed. It won't happen most often at the time you're being taught by God, that you're doing your lessons, that you're doing your homework, that you're experiencing whatever it is he has for you. It will come after. So just enjoy the ride. Don't worry about trying to take notes or figure out, okay, what does this mean? Don't worry about it. If he wants you to remember it after the fact, you will. Be there. Enjoy being in the moment with whatever it is. And we've talked about some of the supernatural experiences. Don't you don't need to be worrying about remembering what these symbols are so you can go and get your book and figure out what God is trying to tell you. Instead, you're just going to say, okay, Lord, now what does all this mean? And then he's going to speak, and it's going to be life. And it can be life-changing. And it won't be about understanding the symbols or him explaining the symbols. It will be him imparting his life to you. So this is where we can be open to the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, whatever you have for me, I want to be comfortable in the supernatural realm. I want to be comfortable in the natural realm. I want to know that I can trust you to teach me and lead me and guide me and protect me and Lift me up when I need to be lift up, lifted up and brought down when I need to be brought down. But that this is about my relationship with you and not so I can achieve something and be ready to accomplish something. If, if you want me to do something with what you are showing me, fine. But if not, that's fine too. I'm just going to enjoy the process. We have a basic need for security. That's a God-given need, that we're safe and protected and that we can rely on God. God knows you need that. He gave you that need. It's a God-given need. So you don't need to worry about asking him for help or protection or clarity or whatever it is you need. 
ask him. It's, it's not a sign of weakness or that you've missed him or lack of faith. <clears throat> it's a need you have because he gave it to you. When you're facing the unknown, even in small things, like when you're starting a new job or you're, you're moving to a new state, there's a level of fear and concern and anxiety that comes with it. That's perfectly normal. And starting to move into the new things that you've not had experience with or that especially if other people are saying, no, you don't want to do that. And if the Lord is saying, but I want you to, it's perfectly normal and acceptable to be afraid, concerned, nervous. Just ask the Lord, Lord, are you sure? And he takes the opportunity to prove himself to prove his love for you, to prove that he's reliable. In your spirit, you already know that, but your soul doesn't. And your soul, to meet your need for security and safety, has set up its own contingency plans, its own doctrines, its own beliefs to protect you from getting hurt. And the process of knowing God, we are going to get hurt. You're going to be rejected. Things are going to be good. Things are going to be bad. Things are going to be. And we can just let God be the God and do whatever he wants and just say, thank you, Lord. I know you love me. This was hard. This was not a pleasant experience, but I thank you for it. So again, as you continue to spend time with God, just ask if there's areas in your life where he wants to put his finger on things you believe about him or about how he's working in your life or about what you believe, anything. So we'll be getting back together again same time next week. If you have any questions, drop me a line at diane at org or through Blog Talk Radio, through this show. Otherwise, See you again this same time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.